0: <laughs> this is a really good mic is picking that up oh, Damn. yeah well, okay they call me <laughs> i hate i've hated this joke for all time i'm never it gonna get time
1: they
2: yeah. <laughs> hate it i want it to stop but it never will because you guys love it so all right much. all right
1: that is her cold open right there
2: i also really like in the cold open when you guys refer to it as
3: oh this is gonna be the cold open <laughs> yeah i just love it there it is we found it it's breaking the fourth wall or fifth wall the fourth mic Oh, Ooh, there it is. Know. I don't know.
0: It's lazy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. And we are the Dad
1: Fathers coming at you with some big baby energy, along with a guest that we have on today.
2: Hello, I'm Dom.
1: What's so up, of the show, Dom?
2: Long-time listener, I believe I've listened to every single released episode at the time of this recording. Wow, nice. yeah wow. got a super fan. Cool, a super fan. It is. It is actually part of my weekly routine. <laughs> how, I'm very how does it sad feel to be... miss a day or something? <laughs> that that's how does it feel to be a super fan? It feels well. Being here right now, it feels like I should be having getting all of your autographs right now. <laughs> oh. We we don't give autographs.
0: Oh, okay. I, I do. It's 20 bucks. I, I give oh, nice. I get okay. fingernail I, cuticles. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I'll take one. You <laughs> you like, like DiCaprio in The Aviator? You just got Mason jars full of of fingernail clippings. Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
1: oh, this got
0: really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Dominic. Yeah, I'm uh, very happy to be here. Yeah, really happy to have you. Hopefully, not for the only time. Mm-hmm. But today we're talking about a really special movie and one that that was close to your heart, anyway. Yeah, totally. From all the conversations we've had about it, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about 2017's Baby Driver. It's Baby Driver, everybody. This in our fourth, third episode. I don't know of our Misfits, <laughs> Outcasts, and Loners <laughs> who, who series. We're picking this one, and uh, we'll discuss why in the episode. And maybe you'll see why we made the pick. But anyway, Baby Driver from 2017 comes to you. It's uh, written, directed, and executive produced by Edgar Wright, kind of the comedy action extraordinaire. who's directed Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The World's End, and the upcoming Last Night in Soho. He has written all of those, (laughs) along with um, some various co-writers. He's also credited for Ant-Man and The Adventures of Tintin. Uh, And we'll be discussing Edgar Wright and his style uh, in this episode a little bit further on. So I'm going to save it all for then. Stars,
3: uh, Ansel Elgort, who is known as the Fault in Our Stars guy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I, I saw a great review of this movie that was just The Fault in Our Cars. Was <laughs> it was great, great. I loved it pretty much. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you, you seen The Fault in Our Stars? Well, it's just this with cars.
0: Yeah, and more shooting, and no and weird less. scene in the Anne Frank house. And I'm yeah. pretty sure less.
3: <laughs> Cancer.
0: Less oh, cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. Who, 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 who yeah. can
3: know? We've got to wait for Baby Driver 2 to find out if there's any cancer. In True. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. I actually did see that one in theaters. I did, too. I saw that, too.
3: In theaters.
4: Yeah.
3: I don't know why I did it. I, I know why. Yeah? Yeah. Because you wanted to cry? N- no. A, a girl made me cry. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. the classic racing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, except that when I went to see it, I went to see it with friends of the show Nick and Letney, <laughs> <Nice. laughs> because I went to see it. I don't know why. I think I got a it. Oh reader. yeah, you do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> anyway. I think that that deserves the undad
0: award. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I, and I accept Ba-ba-ba-ba.
1: it. Boom, Here's
0: the award? <laughs> Thank you. It's just, it's just poop. That's all it is. <laughs> don't ask me where I got this. <laughs> I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. No, no other reason. reason. No other reason. <laughs> Okay, but he's also in those Divergent movies. You guys remember the Divergent series? Oh yeah, oh, that's great. Right. Never got into that. Never, never saw. It. I never I, saw them, but I forgot I, about I them. I saw two of them, and it was just—it's so strange. It's a weird artifact that there's never going to be a third one. It's just an uncompleted just stopped, story. Yeah. Really? They just no, they did
2: the—they did the third one, but they didn't really—they they, did, they, they did didn't the do the first, the one. The first yeah. half. right? Yeah, first half of the third one. Yeah. Oh, what? So
0: the big finale never happened. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that'd be like if they just released
3: mocking Jay part one and never got yeah. around to doing part two. Yeah. Well, it was basically like a like a knockoff of um of The Hunger Games. For yeah. sure. Right? Pretty That's much. what yeah.
1: always struck me. That's why I never saw it. I was like, I've seen The Hunger
0: Games. Do I want to see a second Hunger Games but not Hunger Games? Not, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. The Hunger Games is already a stretch for me. <laughs> yeah. But I was going through like a really big fan of, I'm a big fan of Shailene Woodley, which is probably why I went to go see The Fault in Our Stars and oh, why I also okay. saw Divergent. Because nice. I saw her in The Descendants, and I really loved her in The Descendants. And she's yeah, just yeah. never done anything that was that good again. But it didn't stop me from watching, exactly. like, the next six movies she was in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's also in the upcoming West Side Story, which, yes. if the pandemic had not happened, would already have been out. We would have already all has seen it. And it probably would have already won, like, Best Picture or whatever. Pretty much. I'm like, a million Oscars. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's... In another
3: universe, it has.
0: And, and next up on our cast list, weirdly second build, is John Bernthal? Yeah. How does he get number two? He's in the movie for, I think... Seven minutes just to be an yeah. asshole.
1: That's all he does. He's just an asshole. And then later, bigger, better assholes come along.
0: But he's second built yeah. Yeah.
1: to be the third best asshole in the movie.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's the correct ranking of the assholes. Good <laughs> job, Jesse. Yeah, uh, I do love his last line though. You don't see me again. It's because I'm dead. <laughs> and he just Great. I guess he's dead. I guess
3: he's, <laughs> dead. I guess he's, he's dead.
0: That's what uh, you're yeah. supposed to get. Yeah, I think he just died. Yeah, yeah. Walked out with a bag of money and died right mm-hmm. into a grave. Great. <laughs> uh, but we know him from Ford v Ferrari, The Walking Dead, Fury, and obviously for being The Punisher. The Punisher. Maybe he went off
3: to be The Punisher. Also, he was uh, Shane in The Walking Dead. Fantastic. Yeah. Shane yeah. The Walking really Dead. great. Really great. Probably, probably my those favorite Those really, character. really good early seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Back when things really
0: felt like tense. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it didn't go on for 10 more years. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have to have a Walking Dead discussion at some point. Jesse, I know you have a lot of feelings about
1: it. I have a lot of, yeah. Yeah. A lot of feelings. Tense feelings at first. Mediocre feelings in the middle. I never saw the last few seasons.
2: Will that be mm. the spin-off podcast, Not Your Father's TV
3: shows? Yeah. Not your father's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that really got me.
0: <laughs> I was just kind of wondering, why not just call it Not Your Father's Walking? And then we can talk about Carriada
3: alongside oh, the Walking Dead. There we there we go. That would be an interesting compare and contrast. Yeah yeah we'd find out how just still walking against all of the walking dead yeah yeah
0: and it would just be really fun to put things on opposite ends of the spectrum that have no commonalities whatsoever (laughs) but sound like they might be
3: similar still walking could be the name of like a a zombie movie it could be because they're They're still walking walking, even though they're dead why are they still walking i think that's the alternate title for the road (laughs) i I, I agree
4: (laughs) (laughs) the road could also uh, be a
1: zombie
0: movie Just stay on the road yeah kind of it kind yeah. of is. I mean, they're cannibals, yeah. I guess.
3: I mean, I think I think you have to be dead to be a zombie. But oh,
0: that's true. I think I think they were morally dead, is what Cormac McCarthy was doing with oh, that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, this is way off topic. Anyway, yeah. Going back. <laughs> uh, next up, we have got John Hamm, uh, who's in a ton of stuff. But I think the two that are best known is probably The Town and Mad Men. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's fantastic. Uh, then we have I, Isaac. I, I all right. What? I haven't seen Mad Men. And I vaguely remember the
1: town, but I've seen John Hamm in so many movies. I'm always just like, oh, it's this guy. I've seen this guy. (laughs) He's like the classic like secret dad actor who's in so many things.
0: Yeah, oh. like like his role in Thirty Rock. Yeah. it's so good.
3: It's so he plays the the, the, the most like the most handsome and dumbest guy in the world. He's so handsome, no one's ever told him he's bad. At <laughs> yeah. and I love and that so. <laughs> and never, so he thinks he's like the never, best cook he, in the world, but he makes what, what does yeah, he make? Yeah, like, it's, it's spaghetti.
0: But he, I think it's spaghetti. But he uses orange Gatorade. It's amazing, for the orange flavor. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> he's a doctor, and yeah. all of his patients die on the table. <laughs> <laughs> It's great.
0: In later episodes, he loses both hands, remember? And he has <laughs> yeah, two hands. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so good.
3: It's so good. Oh, uh, underrated comedic actor, oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It, it's awesome how, like, how open to things he is. Because he's just like, someone comes to him and is like, hey, we want you to do this thing. He's like, I would love to do that thing. That yep. sounds like a blast. Yep. It's really cool. He's like, a comedy? he's sure. huge. He's huge. Yeah. Like, Mad Men was huge and...
0: Yeah. He's still cool. he's still a name, you know. Oh yeah. And he's he's really unafraid. Isn't he isn't he the, the grand cult leader in the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Isn't that who it's Is revealed he? to
3: be? The oh. one that put
0: Kimmy Schmidt to like all that trauma? That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: He's he's like in a bunch of really small roles in TV shows. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. he also plays a love interest in Seinfeld. No. Doesn't
3: he? That far back? Or, I don't no, know. The first time it.
1: I, all right, The first time I remember seeing him, he was in uh while you were sleeping, I think. I think he's Ming. Isn't Whoa, he in really? that one? Am I, I, I imagining thinking ever, Like Are you thinking of Bill Pullman? No. Am I? Did I get them confused? I don't know. You know what? I'm just gonna say I'm not, and that he was in the 90s. <laughs> I, I don't
4: I'm, not the John before, I'm not gonna look this up. John Ham uh, was, was in Madden? every
1: movie I've ever like... seen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely working on it, that's for sure. Scroll yeah, faster. He's definitely not in Seinfeld. Scroll right. faster. He's not. You're scrolling call. too slow. He's not inside. I'm already <laughs> in the he does. Okay. Uh, where, where were we? Let's get back. Oh, on no, track.
1: Okay. We were talking, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, on. were talking about John Hamm.
0: And then we're going to move on. We were talking about John Hamm. And now we're going to talk about Isaac Gonzalez, uh, oh, who plays Darling yeah. in this. And she's fantastic. I really, she has a really bright future ahead of her because mm-hmm. uh, she's fantastic in Elite Battle Angel. She's really good in Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. And she's really carving out the space to be in, to be the badass. Female action hero mm-hmm. or villain in whatever she can mm-hmm. be in. Like she's in that that uh From dust Till Dawn TV show. Whoa, really? Yeah, she's playing the the, there's the a kind of the Selma, Selma Hayek role in that one.
3: Yeah, there's, there's a TV enough.
0: show. It's weird. That it's is weird. weird. But I think that she's one to look out for. Then we got Lily James, everybody. Ah, love Lily James. Back on the James. pod. Lily James. Very Lily good. James. From Cinderella. From Cinderella. She's she's wonderful. She's also yeah. in uh she's she's really busy. Yeah she's yeah, in she like a great movies years. years yeah yeah uh, but from last year she was in Rebecca she was in yesterday which I think one of us really likes who is that was that you did you really that's like Mike. yesterday
1: I've never used it
3: no <laughs> no I didn't really I mean it was fine okay like it was a good it was a good date night movie nice but are we gonna do it someday no okay cool good to know no <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you want to but no I, not, I don't not from my own. I
0: don't want to no. yeah because we'd spend the entire podcast talking about what else would be different if
3: the Beatles didn't exist? <laughs> Which we could do for two hours, but I don't think anyone really wants to hear it, that. It just would just sit be in a your long room list. and look at a wall and think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our podcast on? Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. You
0: do it yourself. You do the you work. Do it
3: yourself. You're but welcome. She's,
0: she's also known for Downton Abbey and Mamma Mia, here we go again. Uh, and finally, we have to talk about this man, uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, so Kevin Spacey is a monster. He, and has been widely yeah, seen as He such. plays
1: himself in this movie. It was a very interesting choice for him.
0: I thought that he did a better role as himself in Seven. Mm. Or, or a hmm, better role as himself yeah. or House of Cards or The Usual Suspects, yeah. you know? He's just really good at being a monster, and we're going to kind of leave it at that. That conversation is for different podcasts, and other people who know more have talked about it better. But yeah. also,
1: I really liked him in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> he's so, so great. great.
3: The it work, really sucks the when someone good. horrible is good at their job. Yeah, he also, yeah, he
2: delivers my favorite joke in the entire movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is when he's talking to uh, bats and he says, "It's over, Leon." <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Leon, your name only has four
1: letters. Or what? And there's then, that one part where he's monologuing to somebody and drawing like an entire diagram, and then the finally he backs up and just like. I just fucking drew that while we were like, I can't remember, like, like, while we were yapping. Yeah, we were yapping.
3: I'm incredible. Yeah.
0: And then the last couple people that I wanted to mention who are kind of in the background, but Edgar Wright was very intentional in casting them. He he wanted to cast as many musicians and put them in the movie as he could. So we have Sky Ferreira, who plays the mom. Uh, She's a singer songwriter, actually, fairly famous. Uh, we got Flea playing Eddie No-Nose, formerly Eddie the Nose. Who's What happened? <laughs> Don't ask for <laughs> that. <Don't ask. laughs> and he is the, I think he's the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But also an actor in his own right. He's in a bunch of stuff because he's really weird looking. And he's another one of those dudes who's just like open for anything yeah. too. Like he's, yeah. Flea shows up. He's cool. He shows up for anything. But we also got uh, Big Boy and Killer Mike who are talking to Kevin Spacey in the uh, in the restaurant, the Bacchanalia. And we have Paul Williams, everybody. The writer of the Rainbow Connection <laughs> plays the gun dealer, the butcher, <laughs> the butcher, the tiny little Englishman. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was really when he showed up. I'm like, wow, he's really small. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> thought I had. So weird. Especially
3: next to next to the other dude.
0: Yeah. Like all those beefy guys yeah, wearing all, all their bulletproof guys. vests and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I just really wanted to shout him out. That man. Broke our hearts in the Muppet movie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's just totally off the wall all the time. Also,
1: he goes on for the most, like, longest running joke in this two-minute scene (laughs) of him just (laughs) talking about guns and weapons as different parts of a pig. It goes on for so long, way longer than it has to. It's like, dude, you can drop it. We all know you're talking about grenades.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're
3: seeing the grenade, okay? We see it. It's clearly not bacon or sausages. (laughs) You're not really hiding anything <laughs> by talking about it in other in other ways, buddy. Yeah. It's all there. And then lastly, we got to talk a little bit
0: about Jamie Foxx. Right? Oh. Mm. Jamie Foxx. Fantastic Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. Academy
2: Award winning. Did he win for Ray? He did. He did win for yeah. Ray. Yeah. Much like his character, he doesn't really need much of an introduction. Yeah. 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 We all know who he is. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie Fox, And he's great. incredible in
1: yeah. this. He's really good. So, he, he brings he, there's something so- some wonderful zany energy. That like is lacking in a lot of other characters and comes out later in some. But man, he just brings it every scene. You never quite know what he's going to do. I love it. He's literally batshit crazy. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep. And he's yeah. he's really scary. He's he, like John Hamm has a different kind of scariness. Like yeah. what you're saying, there's an insanity to bats. And yeah, uh, there are moments where you really feel when they're all in the diner where you feel that tension just ramping up because you don't know. like Is, is he going to shoot somebody right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, but in the very end, the courtroom interpreter is voiced by famed director Walter Hill. Walter Hill? Walter Hill, who is credited as, as a producer and I think as a writer on the Alien franchise and also is a legendary action director in his own right, doing everything from Streets of Fire and The Warriors, and The Driver, which this movie borrows from a lot. But it's really cool that Edgar Wright is able to like bring in his idols mm-hmm. into his own movie to make it really, really clear that he knows exactly what he's doing and he's not stealing. He's trying to evolve on the form. We'll talk about that more. This movie was nominated for uh, three Academy Awards for editing, sound mixing, and sound editing and lost all of them to Dunkirk. Dunkirk.
1: Ew. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I really like Dunkirk, but
1: no, this movie deserves to have won that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tough beat. But I think Dunkirk was just riding a wave that uh, swept it all the way back to England. That's a bad joke. Yeah. It was it, was, a was joke. it a joke? Yeah.
2: A I, j- joke. I just now realized oh. that
0: that was a joke. Yeah. Bummer, guys. Pity laugh.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. Who wants to start us off on our first impressions? I mean, Who wants I'll, to take it Dominic I mean, as a guest yeah. or I'll
1: go because i have the least extensive first impressions i like I saw this movie I heard it was supposed to be really fun and it was really fun <laughs> i yeah it was a great time um like I love Edgar Wright uh, i i grew up watching like the cornetto trilogy so to see him do something that was quite a bit different that wasn't scott pilgrim which I never really got into to see like this which was like a non-stop driving movie when was the last time that there was like this sort of driving constantly to this sort of music, it was amazing. Like that I'd never seen a soundtrack or I guess there are musicals that have like soundtrack beats like this. Right. But this isn't a musical. This is an action movie with songs that were clearly written with scenes that were clearly written for the songs that are playing. Uh, It's so meticulously filmed. I, I had such a great time. Yeah. I've always loved this movie since I first saw it.
3: You know what? I'll go next because Jesse. That like that's that's my impressions of it as well. I saw it a couple of years ago, um, and it was just fun. It's just so much fun. Like you're you're laughing, you're crying, you're you know driving, whatever. Like, and the soundtrack is amazing. It's yeah. the best soundtrack ever to to drive to itself. Like I I I put it on today while I was driving. I like. Yeah. I was sitting in traffic. It did not feel right. I felt, like I felt like I needed to figure out a way around it, but I didn't. New ride. Come on, let's go. I, I, I didn't go full, full baby. Um, Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, meticulously crafted, dude. It's so incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What about you, Dom?
2: Yeah, I was really bummed because I didn't get to see this one in the theaters, and I really wanted to. Um, I had never seen anything anything by Edgar Wright except for Tintin and Ant-Man, which he wrote but didn't direct. Mm-hmm. So I was vaguely aware of him. I really wanted to see the movie. Um, I didn't get to see it in theaters, but I saw it within a year. Uh, shout out to my friend Maria from college who actually showed it to me. And I absolutely loved it. And
0: yeah, here we are. Nice.
2: Cool. Yeah, I, I did see it in
0: theaters uh, I and fell in love with it right away. And I pre-ordered it, I think right when I walked out of the theater and I paid like the exorbitant $35 to get it <laughs> uh, and waited months and months to receive it. Remember that? Remember when you had to wait forever to, like when a movie left a the theater I, yeah. I, I I remember that but it, like it feels like a thing of the past because we can just watch yeah. the movie that comes out now or we could go to the theater but it's like ah, I'm home
2: I'll just watch it here yeah.
3: But I mean can't you couldn't you do that back then too like wasn't no. Google Play Rent no and stuff
2: not right no. away not, oh, okay. not, not right literally away. like yeah. same day or yeah. even yeah. within
3: six
0: weeks that's usually fair. that's, fair. that's, that's
1: fair. just what your friends yeah. told you who liked to pirate tons of things were like oh no Mike it's actually legal <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, you
3: break the law I, They gave it to me legally
0: Ignorance is no excuse Piracy is not a victimless crime, Mike
2: For more information On how piracy affects the economy You wouldn't download a Jeep <laughs> uh, Yeah, I,
0: I really love this I love Edgar Wright so much He's, he's just one of the most exciting, consistent Filmmakers um, that's out there, and uh, I've loved every one of his movies. I think the only one I'm not as big a fan of is Shaun of the Dead. Oh but yeah, I think it's I think it's really right. good. I just don't think it's up to the level of anything else that he's done. Huh. That that's just my general feelings on it. Maybe we'll do an episode on it someday. Yeah, I hope you do.
3: I'd love to do the Cornetto trilogy. We have to. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll just do it as a trilogy. Yeah. If you guys want that next, let us know because I really want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you, Jesse will you show this to your kids and when
1: I will show it to them this is in some ways a silly action movie but it's not silly it's like it shows like bullet holes in people and I I, I think they need to be like a lot of blood and a lot of blood there's a lot of blood but, a lot of but it's not like gore it's not like straight up gore or like Logan yeah. Yeah. right uh this isn't like or Shaun of the dead, of the <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah
2: you got red in your show. <laughs> you, got <red. laughs>
1: you got red on you. <laughs> yeah. I, is Baby Driver rated PG thirteen?
2: No, no, it's so R. It's R. It, it's
1: yeah. it's, a,
3: it's a big it's R. It's a big R. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just think about John John Hamm and and uh, Iza, uh Gonzalez Gonzalez just like totally going at it in every scene they're in too.
1: There's lots of
3: things. I mean, they're not. You know. I, I know, I know, I know what you mean. But it's like all these kind of come together. It, it's yeah. definitely. I, hard. I
0: saw, I saw a deleted scene where they hadn't finished like some of the makeup effects, and it's very clear that Isaac Gonzalez had been making out with John Hamm for a while because <laughs> all along her chin, it was just oh. like bright red, <laughs> and I was like, "How many takes it? Because he's just stubbly the whole oh. time, which oh. is like the hardest thing to kiss." <laughs> <laughs> Face rash, man. Right. Face rash. Face yeah, rash. But I'm right gonna anyway, go
1: Jesse. with like sixteen. As long as they're not, like, I would sit down and watch it with them when they're
3: 16. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what, what about you, Mike? Yeah, I'd, I'd say something like that. Definitely, like, older teens. But, yeah, I definitely want to show it to them. Like, I remember uh, sitting down with um, with my friend's dad to watch uh, the, what is it? I think it was The French Connection. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, like, <laughs> the car chase in that. I, I, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. But there's, no, no, you, yeah. you probably are. Gene Hackman? Yeah. Yeah. Popeye Doyle. Yeah. And they've got like the it the, had the like famous, the car chase, yeah. it, the really famous car. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's the French Connection. I don't yeah. know, I was in the older teens probably. Okay. I don't really remember it, but like the car chase, like that's a thing that you sit down and do with your dad. This movie is car chases, and like that's amazing. Yeah. And I want mm-hmm. to show my kids that, yeah. and it's just, it's so much fun. It's such a genre piece, but, uh, but it is also very violent, and there's a lot of cussing in like... The characters are maybe more, uh, I don't know, troubled in some ways than some of the like older movies mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like there's mm-hmm. some very apparent troubles with all of them.
1: Yeah. Um, Th- there's, this is like an example of the protagonist who's in a dark world. And that's weird. I guess we haven't really
3: talked about it that much. But like
1: when the protagonist is doing bad things and maybe doesn't want to be a part of it, but ends up doing bad things himself.
2: That's mm-hmm. a weird concept. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. an
1: older, older kid concept. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What
2: about you, Dom? Yeah. No, I'm I'm absolutely going to show this to my kids. And I, I guess I'm just thinking for when probably I, I would base it on the kinds of movies that I was watching and that I was really enjoying at that time period. So obviously it depends on, like, you know, each kid, but I'd say probably around like 14 or 15. And I didn't get to see this movie. With, I haven't gotten to see this movie with my dad, but I really, really want to. But yeah, just based on, you know, that's sort of when I started watching more adult movies with my dad. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, probably 14, 14. Cool.
0: Yeah, I I have a distinct memory of watching The Thing with my dad Ooh. when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> nice. And it was uh, it was really a transformative experience. I think then like the next week we watched like Night of the Living Dead, and the week after that we watched Tremors. Yeah. That's uh, awesome, <laughs> but yeah, I I think I think I'm going to go about that 14-15 years of age because it's it's something that is so enjoyable on its face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I watched this with my mom a couple years ago, and it's not really a movie that my mom would like. But I thought that because of the music and the humor, she would really get into it. And she really did. Mm -hmm. And she only flinched at the shootout scene for when they're buying the guns because it's so sudden. And then when Jamie Foxx gets skewered. (laughs) (laughs) But even after the movie, she's like, it was a lot of blood and a lot of cursing. I really had a fun time, though. That's that's what I remember. Uh, and I, yeah, so I, I would definitely want to share this with my kids. And yeah, mid-teens, mid-teens.
3: Yeah, cool, cool. Great. We're all like at the same spot. Yeah, mid-teens, yeah. mid to late. Yeah, mm-hmm. want to show it to our kids. Yeah, that's sure. great. It's that's nice. awesome. It's nice we have a we have a complete agreement. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to argue about something. But I have nothing to argue about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so good. It's not a very controversial movie. <laughs> no, I guess that's true. Everyone loves this.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, going forward then maybe we should start talking about we're gonna do a, a couple different interesting things here So because this is a almost like a jukebox music a jukebox musical mm-hmm. uh, We are going to be doing favorite scenes and with those we're also going to be doing favorite needle drops favorite moments When that song comes on that sort of defines the scene
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, And maybe Jesse. Did you want to go first again? Let's have somebody else go first. Let's have let's have Dom go first
2: Dominic, you got yours? Yes, favorite scene and favorite Needle Drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have two different ones. So, for my favorite scene, I picked the opening scene. Mm -hmm, The the opening scene Mm -hmm. of the movie, the opening chase. There's so many great things about this scene. The thing I really, on on rewatch, the thing I really gravitated towards is the fact that this scene is 100% Mm baby-centric. We start on baby. The three robbers go into the bank, and we stay on baby. And in any other sort of action or crime or thriller kind of movie, you'd go, you'd be in the bank with them. Yeah, you. you the camera never goes in the bank; it's only a close up from the outside. Mm-hmm. We're just being with baby. Baby's in his zone, and we're just hanging out with him for a bit. And then throughout the scene, which is a phenomenal action scene on every level, you know, music, editing, camera work, and all that, it's it's a baby scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and baby is constantly showing us who he is. There's no. There's really no dialogue in this scene at all. It's just we are watching who Baby is, and mm-hmm. we find out that he is amazing at what he does and that he loves music, and that's most of what we need to know about Baby, and it's just told in a very efficient way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I hard agree that uh, that it, the song, you know, Bell Bottoms! <laughs> Bell Bottoms! <laughs> it's, it's so electrifying, and it's such a weird pick like it's perfect mm-hmm. but it's so it's such a strange choice to pick the john spencer blues explosion yeah. and be like bell bottoms this is the one this and is and the song to start the movie yeah huh. and it's been it's because it's been in edgar Wright's head for like 20 years yeah and he's listening to it, it's like you know what would be great <laughs> is if this started a movie
3: <laughs> Bell Bottoms. <laughs> yeah <Bell-bottoms. laughs>
0: it's uh, yeah. what a, what a great scene have, i've actually seen that scene the most times because uh when i've told people about baby driver and wanted to get them interested in it i would just cue up that scene yeah and it's it's long. But yeah, it doesn't feel that it way. And yeah. every person I've ever showed it to is just just eyes glued to the screen, yeah. mm-hmm. can't stop, want to know what happens next. And right when they pull out, it feels like uh, it feels like Edgar Wright almost takes a
2: bow when it when it pulls up with Baby Driver on the building. He's yeah. like,
0: "Yes, I did it. Yeah. That's right."
2: Here <laughs> yeah, and it's it's yeah no. Um, back to it being all about Baby. We're constantly seeing Baby do things that are unexpected, mm-hmm. and that especially mm-hmm. you know right from the bat when uh, you know. John Bernthal gets in the front seat and points forward. Baby goes yeah. back. He's constantly doing things that make everyone else go whoa, whoa, whoa. He just does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. no hesitation, supreme confidence in yeah, his ability. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's my okay. favorite scene. My yeah. favorite needle drop is a, I have a combo on this one because they are the same scene and they're right after one another. Uh, this would be intermission by Blur and mm. Hocus Pocus by. Focus, 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 focus focus by focus. So this is a scene when this is the the big one where everything goes down. And I just love I love the use of those two songs in this scene because for intermission, it's kind of creepy, but -hmm. also really cool. Um, So it it really fits the sort of manic energy of, you know, crazy energy of that scene really well. Um, where baby's just sitting in the car waiting and he and sees, the, music, so he sees yeah. the woman coming. Yeah. 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 And you just feel the, as the music builds, the scene builds and Wait, it's just
3: to be clear, this is the scene. It all, it all goes down the post office. scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah, post yeah where scene. The post office scene mm-hmm. begins through wherever, just, yeah. just to be to, yep. to, for the listeners. Yeah.
2: And so the, you know, the windshield wipers in time yeah. like the music and it's just mm-hmm. this weird piano. And then the electric guitar comes in mm-hmm. and it's just, Ooh, that's kind of weird. I like that. Yeah. And then right after, uh, you know, the, the big, it starts off as a, just a, a chase scene on foot and "Focus, focus by focus, which is a really good song. but It's also really weird. It's really s- bizarre. There's, there's a there's- jazz flute solo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like one section. There's one section where it's just whistling and accordion. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, there's no words. There's just yodeling. Yeah. And it's so weird, but it's such a good song. And it just, yeah, no, it just makes that scene really feel unique and really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I love the yodels. The, that
1: song. Yeah. It's so
0: goofy, but
2: it's also really intense. Yo- <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that's the thing about that scene is that it starts off really intense and some really gruesome violence, but it's yeah. never, you know, you kind of laugh at it and it's just really fun. I it's definitely so I cheered. Yeah. I cheered when Jamie Foxx is skewered by yeah. all the rebar. Yeah. I was like,
3: yeah, he's gone. <laughs>
2: It's intensely satisfying
3: okay you um okay yeah those are great scenes I, l- I love both of those scenes and I was I was figuring that someone would choose both of them uh so I chose uh, yeah, something sad. different Ugh. so I, I might if you hadn't said them I might might have said those two but I think okay my favorite needle drop has got to be the tequila Oh. <laughs> um, okay. like the, the scene the shootout man like the shootout <laughs> is just amazing like I've seen songs punctuated by bullets before mm-hmm I've never seen them do this. And this, mm-hmm. honestly, like this scene doesn't even really feel like it belongs in this movie yeah. in a lot of ways. Like it's kind of like, we're, we're going into a whole different universe or we're, we're, maybe we're just digging deeper into how dark this universe actually is. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's you know, kind of what the movie as a whole too. is doing is like, Hey, we've got this really beautiful uh, uh, veneer of like cool bad guys and cool jackets doing cool things. <laughs> we've got this underworld and, all this stuff, but we're like digging deeper into them. Like this is actually a really brutal universe, mm-hmm. but it's also like still doing the thing where you've got kind of like the weird offbeat bad guys, yeah. like the butcher mm-hmm. and everything. And then like this incredible shootout yeah. where they just like take out all these guys who are selling guns because Jamie Foxx is crazy. <laughs> He's bats. He's bats. <laughs> Jamie Bats is bats. And uh, it's just so cool. I, and I love seeing, you know, ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba. Yeah, right in time. Do, 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 just, and he, but like, and it ends with Jamie Foxx being like, tequila, tequila. right? With oh, the tequila. music. So it's like, he's had the song in his head playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And he's been doing the same thing, like as, as Baby's been doing. Mm-hmm. Like Baby rolls out of the way of the guns in time to the music. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very well done. Like this entire movie. Yeah.
1: I'm just going to jump here, really cool. jump in and say this is also my favorite needle drop. It's oh it's, nice, oh, It nice. doesn't
3: even like quite
1: belong. Like every other song, you're just like that's an unexpected choice, but I see how that fits in the scene. But this song is like this is this is like tequila, right? This is a fun yeah. song, and this is the goriest scene of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so gory. There, there's like close-up headshots. Yeah, there's, there's everything. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, they, they blow up a car with a grenade with a guy inside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, this scene almost tricks me into thinking that it wasn't really that gory. But then always looking back, I'm like, oh, that was, oh, that
3: was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like,
3: yeah. I know because the song like makes you feel like it's fun. Like they're having a fun time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like they're all on vacation, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I also like the intimation, too, that it's a weird character choice from Jamie Foxx, but it just shows how committed he is, that, that Bats used to smoke, you know? Yeah. Because, like, he pretends to uh, numerous times in the movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you kind of are kind of wondering, like, there's not enough smoking for, like, a crime movie, but he's kind of making it clear, like, I used to, and I stopped for some reason. Yeah. Which is... Really sounds like bats too. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the
3: weirdest thing he could do is pretend to smoke when he used to smoke and not continue to. Well, it's like, it's like with all the characters, it's this weird zag where you kind of expect something, but then they have like this backstory of being kind of normal people Mm -hmm. doing really horrible things, which makes it worse that they're doing it. Yeah. But it's still really fun. Yeah. It's weird. Like John Hamm being a stockbroker. Yeah. Which uh I'm gonna go ahead and say my favorite scene is um, the scene where we find out John Hamm is a stockbroker. Yeah. The scene where in the they're diner. in the diner, they go after the tequila scene, Jamie Foxx makes them go there where Deborah is working
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it's the first time that Deborah sees like babies. Life, his job, yeah, what he does, um, what he does, what she's been like, oh yeah, it's totally fine that you do this and whatever because she doesn't know, and mm-hmm. now he doesn't like he doesn't pay attention to her. She pre- he pretends she doesn't exist, and she's going through. Dude, we are like talking about running away together. What's going on? Right, but then it's and so like her emotions are going, and you get a real sense of like she has no idea what's going on, and everything that she's feeling makes sense, um, and it's horrible that she's feeling this way, but it's even more horrible that she could die at any moment here mm-hmm. because of any of these people other than baby. Right. Like Jamie Foxx is the obvious you know, choice for the killer, but John hammer or Isa could also be the one, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And then like sitting, sitting in the little booth is just so tense between them all. Mm-hmm. And baby's um, stuck in the corner. Yeah. Like, Bats is guarding is like between him and Deborah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting there, and and it's I I am always I'm a sucker for the the intense conversation mm-hmm. scene, like the mano y mano trying to beat each other with words, which will eventually play out in uh, in deaths at some point. You know that there's going to be a confrontation, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's the pre-confrontation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Once again, Mike, you've taken my favorite scene as well. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you like the same scene as me, Mike. <laughs> no that's do, do you have any backups yeah ha- yeah um well first off let's just talk about this scene for a second because this scene deserves to be oh, okay. talked yeah, about right, yes. like when bats is talking to to john ham our buddy buddy yeah He's talking yeah, to buddy and like yeah good. you were probably a wall street yeah. broker weren't you like he has him totally pegged you can tell he says everything exactly how it's happened to him He's like you're you're on vacation this is this is my life this is my job which is kind of why i think bats is so crazy you have to be more insane to make this your life rather than just a vacation job. And then that's when uh, Darling just like, she gets her really scary monologue too. Or she's just like, when Buddy sees red, you'll see nothing but black. And you're looking at his face and like, oh man, you had that deep inner rage that I didn't know you had until right now. And you could probably be more scary than Bats is. And everybody suddenly becomes Mm -hmm. super terrifying. You suddenly have like, not just, Four friends, which you can kind of think they all are when they walk in, to like to three people that all want to kill each other and maybe everybody else in the room. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: And have that ability. Oh too. yeah. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't question it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've seen them in action. We know they're really dangerous. Like that line, when, when Buddy sees red, you'll see nothing but black. That line would be stupid and not work if the cut to John <laughs> Ham's face wasn't so intense.
2: Dude. Yeah. His eyes Why? are not moving. Yeah. That close-up is kind of cool because his face tells you that everything that bats has said about him is true. Mm-hmm. And that what darling has just said about him. is Yeah. True. Like, and, and it's yeah. just
0: stony rage. That's all that's happening, but it also does convey all that. And with a lesser actor, mm-hmm. I, I think that both of those would just fall flat. He would, it, the reaction would be bad. Yeah. And that's just the only reaction to make you believe that this about buddy and darling. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I think it also sets up the differences between bats and, and buddy as well, because in some ways it's like, Oh, you know, you got, You got the two bad guys. Why do you have two? You could just have one, but they're very different bad guys because John Hamm is extremely emotional. He has no restraint on his emotions at all, I think. And that's what makes him such a dangerous bad guy. His emotions are wild. The bats is like actually kind of crazy. Yeah. And he's not exactly angry. He is chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he is, which is, I think partly like why he's the guy who gets stabbed through with the, with the rebar. It's a chaotic action. That's absolutely unexpected. Right. Like, Like it's that's how he dies. Whereas you know, uh, Buddy, he has to go out in like this massively emotional sort of blaze of glory. Yeah, you know, it's it's they get the perfect ends for the characters that are set up in this scene, yeah. which is is really cool. And it's funny you would, never you would kind cool. of expect Bats to be like the more
1: emotional one, but he's the one who basically says, "Emotion yeah. will destroy
0: you." <laughs> yeah, he's he's very calm and controlled, even when he's nuts. Like when they when they catch uh Baby trying to sneak out and. Like he has the, the tape and everything. Yeah, he's not mad. At no point is he angry. He's no. like, "Oh, so we're just going to take care of this then. Like, yeah. I'm just going to kill you, I guess. Like, <laughs> this isn't a big well, deal." <laughs> with JD,
3: like it's yeah. it's like he he lives by rules. Mm-hmm. He lives by specific rules where it's like, "Hey, if you leave your gun, you're going to die." Yep, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, you know, like none at all in the real world. But that's what true insanity is. It has like mm. actual no, that, rules that are just you
1: left behind evidence that could be traced back to to somebody in your gang, and this is his life. He can't have the cops enter yeah, his life. That's true. The one thing he hates most in the world is cops. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's, that is a fair point. <laughs> not cool, JD, not cool. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> oh, I, I just have one last thing to say about that scene that I think is really cool. It kind of ties into what, what you guys were saying about how this is the scene where you really see how, how volatile each person is and how they're so ready to kill each other. Because leading up to this, we're kind of like, oh, this is kind of a buddy flick. Like, these are buddy mm-hmm. buddy robbers. Like, they're friends in a way. Like, we've got all these different characters, and it's cool. It's like a, a lineup, a, a team. And even the tequila scene almost builds that up more because they do such a good job of fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. But then this scene, you, you see this, and you think back to the tequila scene, and that's not really the case. They're not really fighting with each other. They're fighting, but you see, like, Buddy and Darling, they're doing some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, they save each other at at different points. But it's like, it's because you are the person, you're the hinge point on this job that we're going to do. That's it. The only reason why any of us is taking care of each other is because Mm -hmm. we have a job. Yeah. We want the money. Yeah, And as soon as we get that, you're going to die. Like, we're going to go at it, which I thought was really cool. The way it completely shattered that expectation and that sort of idea. The whole movie, it's it's kind of a linchpin, I think. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what
2: Darling says too, to Buddy. Because she wants Buddy to kill bats, yeah. she says, "Not before the job, silly." Yeah, you know, come on, we have work to do. Yeah, that's
3: right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. With the money. Yeah. So, so Jesse, um, do you have a runner-up scene here? That, since I stole your two, your two, I do. Two uh, so
1: one of the scenes that I unexpectedly really like is the laundromat scene. That's a great scene.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's like their
1: relationship, baby, and Deborah's relationship is so weird. It happens so quickly. Yeah. And this is the only real scene where we see them together interacting. That's not the diner. They show like some real chemistry there. Do you find out that they're both basically just wanting to get out and wanting to live life? you find out that she has like the same goals that he does? And it's amazing. And then their chemistry... Their, their chemistry is yeah. off the wall's like naturally it's, it's, this natural it's amazing this yeah. is probably like one of my favorite on-screen couples just because like they look so good together and they they gel so well together because their personalities are surprisingly so similar even though he is far more strange than she is. she somehow appears normal but still has like all the same qualities that he
0: does in a lot of ways at least same aspirations same aspirations yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I love that this the, the thrum of that song. And you see their, their two heels, yeah, you know, tapping, but then you also see the dryers are also in time. <laughs> it's a perfect bit where they're sitting back to back, sharing the earbud, so you get that beautiful under the, the seat shot. And it's also really great. There's there's a deleted scene where they're actually were dancing in the oh, really? laundromat. It's too romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Like the it's thing too is, far. They you know? basically were dancing.
1: The way yeah. they're choreographing like walking backwards and then forwards it looks like an actual choreographed dance the way they're doing it right now it's really cool
0: yeah and i think that's a lot better than straight up swing dancing Mm -hmm. in front of the drivers you know know, know. it's it's a lot more subtle it shows more how easy they are around each other so quickly like that familiarity is like you're saying it's electric
2: would you say they're easy like sunday morning i think so (laughs) (laughs) nice summary yeah did you have a Another needle drop scene,
1: or is that just your favorite suit? Uh, so that was my favorite other like runner-up scene. My second favorite like needle drop would probably be the finale too. The finale is so great. i have never, it's I never anticipated that song used as as a finale drop piece, but it works really, really well. What Jesse, hey, yeah, just yeah, for Jesse our listeners, player. what is the song? Yeah. Is it? It's Brighton Rock, Brighton Rock by Queen. Rock by- that's right. And he just blares it over over the police car, right? Yeah, Yeah. the loudspeaker. Yeah, the entire. It's like like the final boss fight happens to that song, and it works
0: really, really well. It's great. It's so unique because that song is is first. It's it's a really bizarre song. Uh, It it moves in strange patterns, and it's really great how he wrote the scene to include those weird dips and offshoots, and it feels really natural that that's happening, even though. There's just a, that bit where they're all hiding, and that's when the yeah. do- is way down, yeah. and then it shoots back up, and that's when your action shoots all the way up again. Mm. And it never feels too long or too short. Anything that happens, even when you're focusing on the song and how it works with the scene, I think it's a masterstroke. It's a it's a great drop, fantastic finale. Yeah. That was going to be one of mine, but <laughs> I think I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to pick "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Barry White. That's my favorite. I think that's my favorite one, besides for the finale, yeah. is when they're at the diner. Because yeah. that's where you really see how Buddy is so much scarier than Bass. Is this
1: a favorite needle drop? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Just because it's it's the like tequila's weird, but this one is so weird. Because yeah. it's fucking Barry White. <laughs> you know? And it's it's Buddy sitting there and he's got the, the one earphone in. And he's narrating, he's lip syncing to the song and then actually sings it to mm. both Baby and Deborah. And he's like, yeah, I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to quit. And you're like, this, I am genuinely frightened. It's yeah. so
3: wild, man. Yeah. It's so cool.
0: And then when he's unveiled, like in that scene you were mentioning, Jesse, in the end fight, he's unveiled as like this, this almost like creature of the darkness, like lit up with bright red LEDs. He looks mm. like he's from hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a <laughs> demon sent to get them. And it, he can't be killed. Yeah. He's got a real Terminator aspect to him. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have to shoot him in the knee and hit him with a crowbar and kick him off the top of a parking garage and into then a car burning up, car. Blow up. Yeah. <laughs> and then blow up the car. And now you're like, he's been immolated. We're safe. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my that's favorite. It, that's yeah. really so
3: great, though. Yeah. I mean, the, the diner scene or the mm. second, the last diner the scene. The last diner right. scene. I, the tension again. The tension is just so strong yeah. out there, mm-hmm. and it's the emotion. Everyone's emotions are just so like they're realistic. Like it, this is how it would feel to be this way. Yeah, you know. And also, baby does
1: a few yeah. weird things in that one. First off, he doesn't lie about the fact that Deborah is the person that he loves. Yeah, and then he pulls <laughs> a gun and shoots him. He shoots Buddy. Yep,
0: it's wild.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Like he's listening to "I'm never gonna give you up" because he's never gonna give Deborah up, and he's going to dedicate his life to her starting now. Yeah, I think uh, I think
0: he he pretty much says he loves her because he realizes that John Ham already knows it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know he's th- this is gonna play out regardless of what he says. Yeah,
3: yeah, you know he could say anything and the same thing would happen. And also, but choosing the yes, choosing the truth. Does something, it could push it forward because if he says no, then John Ham's like, All right, you're not gonna care. Boom, she's dead, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's what's gonna But either way, he's gonna shoot her. Yeah, he's gonna shoot her, but saying yes gives more.
1: But also he gets to tell her because he hasn't told her. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like (sighs) taken aback and kind of shocked is like, he loves me, and you can see it in her eyes. Yeah. Just like what
0: a what a terrible day for her. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a whiplash of emotions. And a terrible
3: job. Like like this is the worst job that anyone has ever
2: had. Those diners sucks. It's really (laughs) horrible. Also, yeah, she was also expecting to run away with baby the night before oh, that yeah. and that didn't happen and he didn't say anything and then yeah. sho- and then shows up and this guy's got a gun and he says he loves her like <laughs> yeah and
1: she's just it's going with it it's like she just she's filling in the blank. she understands that's really cool
3: she loves, she loves baby also worst cops in the world like there is there is an apb out for for these specific people they know their faces also they both have cut up faces
0: yeah. so they both have up. visible wounds <laughs> yeah
3: and like everyone is trembling like everyone crying. is terrified right now The cops like i need the bathroom i gotta go to the bathroom that is you guys is do whatever such you great great want
1: right humor right there
0: i love that yeah it is yeah. There's a really great like visual pun at the end where Baby and Deborah run out the back, Buddy's inside, he shoots the other cop. The new cops show up, the waitress is outside screaming, he shot a guy! And he's like, who? And she points back, him! And right as she points back, it's not at Baby, but at this other cop that's coming yeah. out the corner. <laughs> it's it's actively funny, but then you're like, that's actually really brilliant. You had to set that joke up.
1: Yeah, That was not an easy joke Dude.
0: to do. Or even okay, think there of. are tons
1: of little jokes, like even the finale in the 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 car chase scene or whatever like when baby's driving backwards and then there's like the little camera showing you like the behind the car and it says please check your
0: surroundings at all times, and he's just yeah. staring <laughs> forward. <laughs>
1: That's great.
0: There was a cool thing in the special features about that car. I guess that that particular Mercedes, it's like S S five fifty or something. Oh yeah. I'm not a car guy, but. They were talking about how difficult it was. And they're like, we picked, Edgar Wright picked it because it was the right look. But he said, the one thing that car doesn't want to do, this is this is the the um, the guy who made the driving sequence possible and built yeah. the cars. It's like, the one thing that car doesn't want to do is drift. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> thing is just drifting. He yeah. said, it doesn't want to. He said, it took us hundreds of man hours to undo Hundreds of millions of dollars of engineering work that were specifically designed to make that car not do what we needed it to do. <laughs> That's amazing. And like the stress and exhaustion on his face when he tells this story, just like so. You spent like fourteen hours a day for four months trying to make this happen, right?
4: <laughs> wow.
0: And it's yeah. and it works so well. Yeah. It works so well. The finished product, you'd never know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree though. My favorite scene is that is that finale. That is just uh, in the theater. I was actively, I was actively shaking because of how exciting. And the stakes have never been higher, you know? Uh, This is it. This is go for broke. You're either walking out of
3: here alive or you're not walking at all. The stakes are real. Like, you think that the characters could die. Yeah. Like, it's very possible at the end of this movie that they all die. Yes.
1: Yeah. I I thought Baby would or Deborah would or somebody would. Well, Well, somebody. A lot of people do. A lot of people. Most most people (laughs) die except for them.
0: (laughs) But it's the one person you really wanted to die, you know? And, And he makes the fight the struggle between them so intense. I really love that. I love it, it when the climactic battle yeah. feels like a climactic battle. Mm-hmm.
3: It's not cheap at all. No. no. Yeah. It's definitely like an earned death. Yeah. You know, which is great.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. It is almost strange that he's like the final boss though, that he's the main, mm-hmm. that he's the main guy. You would think it would be doc. Yeah. At first yeah you yeah. think it's going to be doc. Then not you think, Oh, it's going to be bad for sure. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And then
3: bats dies so fast. And then you think
1: maybe it's going to be this crazy couple. No, it's just Buddy.
3: Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was thinking about like why is it Buddy? Why is Buddy like the main bad guy here in the end? He's mm-hmm. the main bad guy. Surprise, I have got a couple thoughts. Well, it's, it's never like, like all great Scooby
0: Doo episodes. It's never the guy you think it is. Yeah. But it's also not the guy you think least did it.
3: Yeah. It's always the guy you second least suspected, as Dwight from The Office would say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, I feel like he's also the most um, like yeah, Baby yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, he's so friendly to him. Like, he's yeah. the guy who's going to, if anyone's going to draw Baby actually into the life of crime, it's uh it's buddy yeah which is yeah. like it's kind of nice that their names are so close together baby and buddy mm. and like you kind of you kind of get that but he's friendly to him he's like dude whatever the kid can drive like why are you why are you making fun of him for his his stuff like he's not retarded that's a horrible thing to say yeah it's yeah. like and he he gets into his world he's like listening to music mm-hmm. talking to him he's like Hey, let's build this connection. Doc is the dad and Buddy is like the older brother. Yeah, yeah. but Buddy's also trying to step into that sort of dad role mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And just like he, even when he says like isn't he the guy who says like when it gets emotional, yeah. like that's when you die. Gives him really intense uh coaching yeah. about how to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really really weird and so in a certain way it's like he sort of represents wait, wait. all that's Actually, in... I thought that was uh, Bats.
1: I thought it was Bats. Was it yeah. Bats? Was it Bats? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, he's like oh, okay. did you make me miss? Did you catch emotions? Because,
3: yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. The car, right. And he has a yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I agreed at the
0: wrong point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
3: I still think my point holds, even though I was very wrong. I, I think your point very holds. Important. Point holds.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, Mike, I really like what you said about the... Yeah, there's the difference between Buddy's relationship with Baby and Doc. Because yeah. Doc actually ends up being a true ally to Baby. Yeah. Even though it doesn't, doesn't it's seem really like that weird for a
0: long movie. If you quote Monsters, Inc. to me one more time. It's,
3: it's been pissing of me off so favorites. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam watches I it fi- all the
0: time. <laughs> I finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I love that kid. I love Sam. Sam is the best. Yeah, Sam great. Sam is the future crime lord that will be running Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: He might already be. Or
0: maybe, yeah, Doc's dead. Step into that role. Yeah. He, he can obviously watch a movie and completely case a joint with the intentions of everyone in, in there within like a minute. Yeah. And Baby's like, wait, one camera, oh, two, oh, 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 three. Fuck, there's a lot of cameras. <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to do this. You have a mint I have
1: that says Sam on it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's great. Uh, I did have one thought, though, concerning like why Buddy is the bad guy. And that's because like he's uh, that's a position that Baby's currently headed in. Right? He's going to have Deborah by his side. Maybe he'll bring her into it. Maybe they'll be the couple just like them. That's where he's going. That is his current trajectory right now uh, because he wants to leave. He actually wants to leave this world and he's planned out a few different ways to get out and it hasn't been panning out. And you realize that unless everybody dies, he's probably going to stay there. So, Buddy being like the, the big bad guy is like almost metaphorical, right? It's symbolizing like. Baby this is Baby overcoming the the path that he was going down and killing right. it.
3: Yeah. Well yeah. it's interesting too because it's like baby's on the rise to that. Like he's getting with the girl and then they're going to go off mm-hmm. and go on this wild sort of Bonnie and Clyde adventure together. Whereas uh Buddy and Darling are on the back end, like they mm-hmm. break they, they get broken. Yeah. Uh, because she gets killed at the end and stuff. And so it's almost like he's giving like Buddy and, and Darling are giving uh are giving Baby this Uh, image of like where this path leads. I think there's an interesting
0: getting into the kind of the character of baby. There's an interesting through line that you see with everyone. Everyone is in this for two reasons in the crime world that we see. They're in it for the money or for their addictions. And baby has no addictions except for possibly music Mm -hmm. and has no interest in money almost at all. Mm -hmm. Like he just stacks it away and doesn't do much with it. He feels a little disappointed when he's driving for Goodfellas Pizza that it's not as much, but he does kind of listen to his foster father. And when he says, yeah. Hey, at least you only have to wash your hands once yeah. after yeah. making this money.
3: Yeah. And like it, it, make your driving make people happy. Yes. Like that's such a nice. But it, even in
0: all the aspirations nice that it gives to Deborah, right? They don't talk about money, they talk about just wanting to get out and be together. And that's like the pure innocence that he has is that he's uncorrupted by the things everyone else is being corrupted by. And that's, I think like in talking about baby and buddy, it's the one line that truly separates them is that buddy is a slave to his desires, right? He's a slave to everything that he likes. You know, he ran off with the stripper that he knew he loves money, but he loves money because it buys him Vegas and Coke. Yeah. You know, um, And everything he does, like when he says goodbye to Doc after the first job, he's like, we'll be back when the nose bag runs dry, you know? And that's something that everyone says all the time. Everyone has a nose problem, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And that just stands in for that greater addiction. A Uh, nasal issue. A nasal 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 issue. issue. Yeah. It's a better way of saying nose problem, you're right. Also, a nose bag is gross. So, so imagine gross. like a feed bag for a horse, but it's
2: cooked and nose. it's on just, your nose. It's like oh. whole, whole. hanging down
3: in front of your mouth. You gotta like <laughs> pull it to the side
2: was, <laughs> to that, was that what Eddie's problem was? Eddie the nose? Eddie, Eddie the nose?
0: Eddie, I think is, we're just led to believe it's just money because he doesn't really have a character. No, I'm just talking yeah. about his nose specifically. Oh, it could be. He,
3: very well. Could he has, a, be a, nose he has a huge,
0: maybe he got his nose put back on so he could do cocaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> <laughs> what just imagining just wild <laughs> my imagination is going wild yeah he's uh
1: he's too dad to comprehend what's going on right now
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly but kind of talking then about that baby's innocence so he obviously comes from a from a deep trauma in his life yeah, uh, yeah. And he, his parents had a very fraught relationship probably with uh some violence towards the mother from the father yeah who, i mean we he, actually see it yeah, yeah. who Yeah, we see a little bit, but I think he's probably saw a lot more. Yes, Uh, I think. And his dad definitely had a drinking issue as well. You see that in a couple scenes, he's usually holding a bottle. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only thing that he really has that he holds on to is that is his mother and her love of music. She was a singer trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And he has the tape that she made for him. And I think that leading into talking about why baby loves the music so much is I think it's just that he's he's still a lost child. You know, he's still the baby and he holds on to the music for dear life. It's the only thing that kind of reminds him of his past. And so when it's stripped away from him, it's almost like a forced maturation that he can't experience it in the same way because he's moving into a new life with Deborah. And he can still touch the speaker and he gets something from it, just like his foster father. Yeah. But it's not the same. And he also doesn't seem to need it as much now that he can't access it as freely. Like when he's in prison, he has no music Mm -hmm. at all. And when he gets out, there's the promise of the girl and the open road and the car and the music there too
3: but it seems like he's taking a step away what do you guys think yeah well i think yeah let's talk a little bit about that ending scene too cuz it's interesting so you are taking from it that is like almost like he's maturing and this is a good thing is that kind of i think he's letting go of some of that trauma
1: yeah yeah the
3: the music seems like yeah a little bit of a crutch it seems like
1: his cocaine that's his addiction that's what's getting him through everything because it's not just i don't think him listening to songs is is just a reminder of the past it's also to drown it out because every time he was he's standing Tinnitus. by himself he's always reflecting on the accident or something really painful in the past and then he immediately like changes the song to like get his mind off of it i think that's what happens almost every time i don't think he's learned how to process it he's still like a baby in that way he hasn't made the big boy decision yet he's just kind of been going through life and using music to to drown out the tinnitus drowned out, which is I think also symbolizes like the past. Uh
3: the yeah, the, yeah. the tremors and terrors of the past. The hum on yeah. the drum. Well, isn't it also like maybe maybe I'm reading into it, but wasn't it also kind of caused by the fact that he was listening to music in the accident on his earphones? I don't know. The actual tinnitus. The tinnitus. Yeah, the tinnitus. Yeah, was caused was caused by the accident. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I think they just say that.
3: Yeah. I mean, okay. I,
0: I don't know if they point to... I yeah. mean, I could see it, but I...
3: Yeah, maybe that might be a connection I'm making. I don't know. I don't think that listening to loud music is good for tinnitus. So I don't know if like any of the real rules about this stuff apply. So I, I, I don't know. Probably not. I wonder yeah, I, what Barbara Streisand has to say about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would like to know what the correlation between running into the back of a truck with your car and having tinnitus afterwards is. Yeah. Uh, but is it
3: only going to be those who are listening to he- Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Either way. It definitely, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like it is a factor, uh, whatever of, of his trauma from the past and something he's using that's both keeping him there. And is something that he's using to avoid whatever he needs to do to get past. it. Yeah. Him. Right. And that's, that's what that prison scene I think is very instrumental for. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think John Ham shooting his like right by his ears and taking his his most important thing away is really important for it. That's part that, of that, like... that,
0: that's what I meant when I said forced maturation.
3: Gotcha, because yeah. he
0: he's forcing him to do to to not have that crutch anymore. Yeah, like and it's he means it just as a punitive action, but the way it functions is uh, is a ripping the ripping the the candy away from the baby.
3: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if I think he's happy though. Like, OK, so like the, the very the very end scene, he walks out of the prison yeah. and Deborah's there with the awesome car. Is yeah. that real? Yeah. You think it's real? Oh, for sure.
2: Oh, there's definitely mixed opinions on it from the actual actors themselves. Yeah, I, I think for That's sure. I mean, there's but Baby Driver, too, real. so
3: he's going to
0: get out. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I never read it as a dream sequence because they it's it's in color. And the car is different and the costume is different from the previous dream sequence
3: where it was in black and white. Yeah. That's true. That is true. But I, I didn't read it that way the first time I saw it, but the second time, this, this past time I saw it, it definitely seemed less obvious or less certain to me that this was actually happening hmm. because like, how is she going to get a car? How is she going to get this car? This is an expensive car and he's in 25 to, to life, right? Like no, he's, he's five, he's, uh, he's in
0: 25, but he has a parole after five years. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And because everyone spoke so favorably and favorably of him at his trial, He's I gonna get out in a couple that he years, gets out, probably. yeah, because it's just like, yeah, he wasn't yeah. really dangerous. He was forced into it. He did illegal things, but he's not a dangerous person.
2: Yeah, and he clearly was being productive in prison, as we see.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: he's yeah. watching those cop cars. He's mopping
0: that floor. Gosh, he mops that floor. Oh yeah, I like him being the middleman. Pass along the
3: package, <laughs>
0: the, the laundry, <laughs> the laundry. I like that like because,
4: there.
0: yeah, you don't need him for that action. <laughs> 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 you,
3: you know, <laughs> you just need the two guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I'm not certain though. That that it is. And I I mean, like I I don't know his his face is so like it's impassive that it's hard to prison for five years. And he's just all the time. He's just naturally kind of an impassive (laughs) face person. He does a lot with the, the very little motions going on with his face as an actor. Yeah. Ansel Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. There we go. But, uh, uh, he's, he's so impassive in jail. Like he is not happy. Yeah. That's the point. Of yeah, jail. <laughs> but I mean like so so with, with going to jail being like the image of him like maturing and growing up
0: Well, no that image is is where he has to like deal with the trauma It's that he has to deal with the trauma of everything in there. Yeah. He has he doesn't have music He doesn't really have his hearing. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have his friends. He's he's in isn't in a correctional yeah. institution being rehabilitated.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's and also for sure. he was only I, I, yeah, he I was
0: only know. ever happy with uh,
1: with either Deborah or with music before, and he doesn't have either, so he's not going to be very happy in prison.
0: Or his dad, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 foster foster, foster yeah, father, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, and, yeah, and speaking I, to yeah. the ending scene though, like there is that does build on the scene that we see earlier that is in black and white, in which he's wearing like this like polo, and it's like everything in that scene feels. Uh, in the earlier flashback like dream sequence black and white and stuff uh where lily james is waiting for him at the car It, it feels very unreal it feels like a fantasy it feels like a dream everything they're wearing the car itself feels too fantastic and this scene at the end almost feels that way only he's wearing just a plain white tee, and right and like and then it shifts from black and white to color
0: with a literal rainbow on the horizon uh yeah I have that, I have that in my notes, a literal rainbow. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and, and at the end of the rainbow is the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Which I mean, again, like it's Edgar vis- Wright stuff visually. It, well, yeah, it's Edgar Wright. So you don't know, like visually, like if it was someone else, you'd be like, I don't know if this is real, but with Edgar Wright, you're like, well, I, I think Edgar Wright real. is a very
0: definite filmmaker. I'm, I'm going to come down hard and say like it absolutely, just because of the fact that there was an earlier dream sequence and everything is different now every single part of the dream sequence is different from what is shown in the end. Yeah. The car, everything. Yeah. A- everything is a little bit less fantastic too. Cause in the dream sequence, she's wearing like a long dress that goes down to like mid like shin. And in this one, it's a little bit shorter. It's a little cheaper looking. Yeah. The car is less grand, less
1: yeah. long. And smaller. he doesn't look as good. Either. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. Everything is, is toned down a bit, but it is the closest in reality. They can come to dreams coming true
3: for baby. it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to say definitely. I think it is. I, I definitely see your points. Um, I think that it could also be like, like, it's just that the dream has now become a lot more real and it is something that might happen might very well happen in the future, but I don't know if it's happening now. That's maybe more. That's maybe more what it is. I don't think it's happening when he's imagining it. I think that that is an imagination. I'm actually going to go hard and say I think that is his imagination. I guess we we'll have go. to wait until Baby well, we're driver, agree two. driver two,
0: baby. two. Yeah. and it'll yeah, answer all of our questions
3: two. when he gets out of jail. And well, he's drives. already out of jail. I'm saying. <laughs> 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 all right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. We're, 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 we're
0: stuck, on. stuck in a whirlpool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we should talk a little bit about Edgar Wright because we've done a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, we've done a Tarantino movie. We've done a Nolan movie. And Edgar Wright is in that class of people. Not only because it's he's wild. personal friends with all of them, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he gets around. Edgar Wright knows everybody. And everyone likes him. He must just be like a super nice guy, but he also knows everything. But not in such an annoying way as Tarantino. Like the three-hour podcast on the on the Empire podcast between Wright and Tarantino is mostly Tarantino going. But the cool thing about this one, okay, is that it's like this this other movie. Have you ever seen this one? Edgar Wright's like, no, no, I haven't. I have not seen that. Should I? But the stuff that he has seen, he's very generous with with sharing. And if someone says something that I know he thinks is like utter nonsense, like Tarantino saying there's more terror in the end in in the scene of uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Spawn Ranch than in the end of Silence of the Lambs,
1: Andrew
0: <laughs> <Edgar> goes okay. <laughs> he just lets it go. He's like, fine, you say what you want to say, Quentin. But in that same vein, those are, these are all very stylish filmmakers that have their own clearly defined writing and directing style. Mm-hmm. Everyone sounds different from everyone else. If you talk about Wes Anderson being like dollhouse guy, and we talked about Nolan being obsessed with time and not liking dialogue very much. (laughs) And we talked about Tarantino. Or characters. Yeah, or characters. (laughs) Likes to kill them. He very
2: much likes to kill them, yeah. Yeah,
0: or or Tarantino, where every character in in the worst ways sometimes sounds just like Tarantino talking to himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Edgar Wright has this very distinctive, sometimes it's deadpan, sometimes it's sarcastic. It's almost always stylish uh dialogue, right? There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of puns, there's a lot of callbacks, there's a lot of little rhymes that he throws in, you know, like what Bats describes baby, he's loony, like his tunes. Uh <laughs> like things that are that no one would ever Especially say, anyone. but they sound really good in yeah. an Edgar Wright movie.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he knows how to handle it best. Like it, it's kind of telling he only has two screenwriting credits on two other projects that he hasn't directed and each of those he shared with somebody else because you'd have to have someone else to take out the Edgar Wright idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. because no other director would know how to time it right uh and I think that going forward I think I wonder if Baby Driver is the most Edgar Wright thing if it's the like the clearest maturation of his style and I'd be really I would really want to know what you guys think after having seen everything he's Mm. done or or just some of it or Except for A fist, Fistful of Fingers. Fistful
3: of fingers. <laughs> I didn't get around to it. I was trying to watch it before this, but I didn't get to it.
0: It's on, it's on YouTube. If anyone wants to go look at it, it's his very first feature.
2: Um, but what do you guys think about all that? What do you think about Edgar Wright as a stylist, as a filmmaker? I mean, I really don't have much to say because the only movies of his that I've seen are Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead and oh, okay. the two that he just wrote. So I'm just curious to hear what you guys have to think.
3: Oh, I, I realized just like this week, I've seen... He's I think I think Edgar Wright is the only filmmaker I've seen everything that he's done by at this point, except for Fistful of Fingers, which is why like I, I didn't buy feature films.
0: Yeah, I, I, I named them all at the beginning. It's just Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the world's end, this one, and then upcoming Last Night in Soho. And then Fistful of Fingers counts as a feature because he took it to festivals. Oh, never saw that one. Um, okay. And it's it's an hour and 20 minutes.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's low bar five. But still, but still. I guess I really like him because every single one of those movies, I'm like, this is amazing. This is yeah. an incredible mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It's, but it's fun. And it, I didn't go about it intentionally, which I usually do yeah. with, uh, when I'm like, I want to see this director or something like uh, I, I do it intentionally. I'm like, okay, what's his next one? What's the next one I'm going to do now. But like, I remember Shaun of the dead coming out and being like, this is hilarious. It's amazing. And then, um, and then uh hot fuzz. Hot fuzz is so funny. It's so funny. It's and, so and that's, hot. He does such a good job of doing like the genre flick, yeah, without being like up up his own ass, you know. Yeah. Like Quentin Tarantino does genre flicks, yes, in a lot of ways, and he's they're, really proud of it. And he's really proud <laughs> of it. Both of it, it was interesting because like Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino, they're kind of doing the same thing but totally differently. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino yeah. is like taking scenes and being like, I'm going to make the most profound, ridiculous sort of like way of doing this scene in a meaningful sort of manner but Mm. it's also like this scene is directly from like like uh
0: one of the one of the fights in kill bill volume one is literally the end fight it's almost exactly the end fight from lady snowblood like so many of his movies have exact scenes that are just from another movie Mm. and he just did it the tarantino way
3: well so i was thinking about i feel like edgar wright and quentin tarantino are kind of like there were two sorts of kids growing up there were the kids who liked movies and they were like I want to play games. Like when, when we were six, like I want to play cowboy like games mm-hmm. and we go around and we'd make like these awesome games with incredible stuff. And we pull in all this stuff that we knew and they seemed better than any movie that we'd ever seen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then there were the kids who were like, I love this movie and we're going to recreate every single moment of that movie in our game. And if we don't do that, the game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was me I yeah. raised my hand that's that Edgar me. Wright and Quentin Tarantino yeah like like right there which is why yeah. I think part of why like we love them both they're both yeah. incredible mm. I, I kind of like Edgar Wright a little bit more because yeah. he's a little he takes himself a little less seriously and I was more the kind of kid who was like let's imagine and add whatever we can in
0: and every one of his movies is so even right yeah. it's evenly good yeah. from the beginning to the end of it there's not I can't remember any scene in an Edgar Wright movie where I'm like well I don't like this very much. I like all of it from the start to the finish. And sometimes in some Tarantino movies, I'm like, I just, I'm just not connecting with this right Mm -hmm. now. And it's going to go on for another 10 minutes. And I have to wait for it to be done. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I also like, you know, I'll say I didn't really connect with Last Night or uh, uh, World's End as much as the other ones. I love the World's End. I know. I know. I don't know. I think that might be me. We'll have to talk about it. Sorry, Jesse. Um, Sorry, Jesse. I talked over you. Oh, shit. What was I going to say? I don't know. Something about Edgar Wright.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> uh, when I, if I have to think about like the most Edgar Wright movie, though, like I think you said, it was Baby Driver. I always think of Hot Fuzz. That's the most like. Yeah, I don't know. It's Edgar Wright is almost like Wes Anderson in so far as like he's so meticulous about every scene. It's very clear that everything that's going on is so meticulously planned, even though it looks semi-natural, unlike Wes Anderson where it never does. Sure. Uh, it's always yeah. artificial. Yeah. yeah, you know it's always artificial. Yeah, with Edgar Wright, he always makes the uh, the planning look natural, which actually takes way more planning and is probably way harder to do than what an- Wes Anderson does. Yeah, not to take
0: away from him, but I guess I just did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, it's, it's opinion. It's yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, and like it helps too that that Edgar Wright often works like he. I think he's worked a couple times with an actual choreographer. Mm-hmm. And, and Wes Anderson, it's like usually just just yeah. him, just in his head. And like yelling at the production designer or maybe talking to them very nicely. I'm not really sure. Yeah.
1: It's, it's always hard to tell for me though, like whether or not who Edgar Wright like really is because like he's so invested in whatever genre he's doing that. It, I never really feel like I get the sense of like, I know exactly what Edgar Wright is doing other than you are meticulous about what you're doing at every moment. And you have like crazy characters who don't have, like, very realistic arcs, but I love their arcs because you make it work out. You make everything very symbolic. Uh, Like, but I I actually have a hard time, like, pinning down who exactly Edgar Wright is. I want to see,
0: like, four more movies by him. I think think what happens that I really love is that he usually cites two to five movies as inspirations for whichever project that he has now. So, like, Mm -hmm. Baby Driver is Heat, Point Break, point, Point Break, Blah. Uh, the vanishing point and the driver, and they're all very clearly here, or like something like uh, the world's end is very much just like the invasion of the body snatchers. Everything yeah. in that is just invasion of the body snatchers, right. with a little bit of war of the worlds, and then and you also, look at like Shaun of the Dead. That's night, and also of the... like King Arthur legends. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then like Shaun of the Dead is is just straight up uh, like Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, right? The Romero stuff, and Hot Fuzz is just point break and bad boys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so and then his, his next one last night in Soho is going to be uh don't look now and repulsion. Like those are the two that he huh. cited. Um, very, very influential seventies and sixties horror films. I, I would, I agree with you. I want to see more stuff because I haven't really felt like I've gotten the personal Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. He's personal in all of them, but it always feels like an exercise for him. Like these are things that I love. Mm. I'm going to put them in this. And I haven't seen the one where he's just straight up just himself, you know, but anyway, okay. Maybe moving, yeah. moving okay, wait, on. on. I think on, that's all I got. Oh, what? Sidebar. What? All right. What? Sidebar. So Side I haven't done these in a while. So,
1: uh, <laughs> given the fact that there are so many songs about baby, which song. All right. I'm not going to ask which one has the most, but, but let's do with you three. Pick a song where they reference baby the most. And we'll see who Hit me, baby, one more time. Wait, all right, right, right. Just you go, Hit me, baby, one more know. time. Let's do two more.
2: Yes. Baby by Justin. Bieber. Baby by Justin Ooh. Bieber.
3: Mike. Um. All every single song that says "baby" in it just went out of my head. So, <laughs> um, so I know no longer know any songs at all. Um, You're the song guy. Are you sure Modest Mouse didn't have a song with "baby" in it? You know, I actually don't know. <laughs> Because every song that has "baby" in it went out of my head. Oh, so damn it, Mike! Know. Oh gosh, it's got to be uh, "Baby, I Love You." No, "Baby," wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that one song—the one song that has, baby has, baby has baby. the most
4: "baby" in it. Yeah, yeah.
3: One, yeah. No, I don't know which one. No, that one. You know, I'm sorry. I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna have to bow out. I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> at these games. I can't lose <laughs> them all. I can't even come up with a song that says "baby" in it. I, I might. I just have to give back my baby card.
1: <laughs> you were never a baby.
3: <laughs> All right.
1: All right. So Mike, Mike loses. <laughs> uh, yes.
3: It's like golf, right? The like golf. That's right. That's right. Uh,
1: Hit me baby. One more time has 25 babies, but nice. Justin, Justin in three minutes, Justin Bieber's lot. baby. He says baby 57
0: times. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Automatically, a terrible <laughs> song. That is too many times oh, in three
1: minutes song. to say one word. Yeah, that is, I guess that should be Baby Driver's song. It's just Justin Bieber's baby.
2: Wait, does that mean I get my? Baby uh, you get uh, you, I mean, you, here you go. Uh, I guess. Can if you I have want it? I don't know. The baby I don't know if I Dad, the yes. Baby Daddy Award. <laughs> The baby, daddy <laughs> the baby daddy award. The
3: baby daddy award. There you go. I'll tell you.
0: Again. So now now if you ever come back on the show, you just have to remind all the listeners of what you've won. Yes. Because we we probably are not gonna remember. Okay.
3: I don't want anyone to remember that that I couldn't think of a single baby song. Dominic will. Out
0: of
1: uh just because I actually took down these numbers, there's B-A-B-Y, Baby. They 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 B-A-B-Y. sing that that has 24 babies. B-A-B-Y. Ice Ice Baby has okay. 18. Mm. Kiss me through the way fewer than I Kiss thought. me through the phone. He says
3: it fifteen times. Kiss me, oh. baby, one more time. Kiss me, baby, one more time. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, that's a song. Is it a song? Okay. Kiss me, baby, one. more Is it like that? Yeah. It's uh, hit me, baby, one more time. Is oh, it oh, hit yeah. me, baby, oh, one,
0: yeah,
2: one more time? That's my song. I'm I'm just gonna be like,
0: Oh, bye, bye,
1: bye. He says it eleven times. Cold outside. Ten times but yeah
0: nothing even comes close to Justin Bieber which is a whopping 57. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's <laughs> That's too too man. Man. Okay. Let's 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 wrap up then here. Uh Jesse, is this a dad's movie? Yeah, it's a dad movie. It's got cars.
1: It's got It's got the most stylish most stylish It's got the most stylish <laughs> <again>. What the <laughs>
3: See, I'm not the only one who looks stupid sometimes. Stylistic action, and it's
1: great. It's stylistic. <laughs> stylistic. Let's make that a thing. Stylistic. That means stylistic action. Or ooh. I, ooh. I think, oh. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's stylish. Ooh, yeah. It's the most stylish. This is one of the most stylish with some of the best car scenes we've ever seen, with the best soundtrack. And uh uh, just the best characters. Uh, this is probably the most fun crime group that I that I've seen on screen. Yeah, it's a dad movie.
3: Yeah. Mike. Oh yeah. It's definitely a dad movie. So much fun. It's fun. It's cars, it's running, it's dancing, it's good music. Shooting. How could it not be a dad mm-hmm. dad movie? Lots of shooting. Lots of shooting. Yeah. Lots of dying. Yeah. The good mm-hmm. guy wins, the bad guy loses. He gets the girl. It's yeah. got a little bit of gets the girl. rising action. A little bit of <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of climax A little bit of denouement is it, is it, is it A is that a protagonist? <laughs> oh,
0: the, the Stewie
3: Bryan bit? Yeah Don <laughs> yeah, yeah. what about you? Is this a dad movie? It's absolutely
2: a dad movie yeah. And I have nothing to add To what on uh, Add on to what you guys have said Except to say that My dad has actually played Hocus Pocus by Focus For me And Whoa. he was like No one else knows this song And I just went I know it It's a baby driver He's like <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now everyone else knows Hocus Pocus by
0: Focus. Yes. And also, really importantly, I'm going to say it's a, a dad movie because it actually uses Radar Love by Golden Earring oh, in a yeah. scene where they drive a car. And every time someone's listening to the radio in a movie, Radar Love by Golden Earring has to play. It's mm. just the rules. It's the best driving song. It just has to be there at some point. It's the best one. Very good. It's in the
3: movie. It's a dad nice. movie. I love it. This is really fun, guys. Yeah. This is a blast. Mm. Yeah, All can't right. wait to drive off into the sunset crazily, playing Justin Bieber's baby. <laughs> but well, <wow>. oh. <laughs> that, that, that's my killer track.
0: All right, for uh, not your father's movies, I'm Vito. I'm, I'm Jesse. Mike, and I'm Dom.
4: Good night.